So, bra- uh, 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 dude. Don't be drinking people's water. Dude, <laughs> that should rude, that should go dude. in. Just go. All right, Mixie. Mixie, come here. <laughs> All right, here we Drinks go. Drinks with Mix. Hello and welcome into the Section 109 podcast from Studio Breezy. I'm wearing a bucket hat, yeah. uh, which is pretty sweet. I did have to turn my earphones, my headphones way up. They're on J level right now, yeah. which is saying something. Uh, but we are here with Sir Mix-A-Lot, Baba Juan, the man J, and a new guest for the podcast, Mr. Sam Click. How are we doing, Sam? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Sam it, Click, which like, just reading that, I'm like, is that... A famous person? It has to be. It's, it's such a, a good name. person's name. Yeah, very well, much so. We're working on it, yeah. right? I, I, <laughs> got my, I got my circles, so. <laughs> There's also that dude in, in uh, where's it, Jacksonville, that pretends to be Sam. Who? Yeah. Who are you yeah. talking about? Um, Trevor Lawrence. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I went to. Sunshine? I was in Jacksonville for a, uh, a football game about two or three weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was actually, Clemson was playing. Um, it was a bowl game, and I have never, never got it that much. Like even stadium workers were like asking me to come over and and. and did you, you just know. take pictures at some point? Just start taking pictures. I, I didn't take any pictures. There is a picture of me by Trevor Lawrence cut out now, um, which I was trying to avoid. But you know, when your mom asks for the eighth time, you just got to give in sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it would have been so better if they'd never seen you guys in the same. Well, you still haven't seen you in the same place. It's just a cut out of you. Yeah, yeah, no, nobody, uh, nobody could see us. So what was it like winning those national? I'm just kidding. No, I'll start with that. You, <laughs> do, you do have an uncanny. Uh, he, he. That's a compliment. That should be a compliment to him, not you. Right. Correct. Yes. It is. Yeah. It is. So, um, so Sam, tell us uh, for those who don't know, for the uninitiated. I think uh, Jay knows you a, a, a bit. I know you quite well. We see each other Actually, a lot. Actually, this is. The, I've seen Sam and. Oh, you guys don't. We have never met until. Hell yeah, yeah my bad. First Twenty minutes. And ago. I didn't even introduce them when dude, they when came we, in. When we shook hands, fireworks. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> the, Perry, the charisma was. Katy Perry was playing in my head. The whole time. <laughs> I love this. So mm. then, Sam, for, I guess for J2, like, tell us who you are, what your position is at CFC, and then I want to uh, ask you some questions about your soccer journey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I was born on a cold day. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to go back that far. But uh, I am the sales manager for CFC, so I do everything ticketing-related, nice. um, you know, sales and operations. Um, so I have a, have a team of four now, which is awesome for the club. Uh, that I help lead on, on the ticket sales side. So we're working on filling Finley up. Um, just before I got to CFC, um, I'm from West Virginia originally. I went to Marshall University and kind of as soon as I graduated with a sports management degree, wanted to come to uh, a professional soccer team. Uh, Chattanooga checked all my boxes, cool. completed an internship here, and then upon graduating was super happy to come back and start working full time with the club. Dude, that's awesome. Uh, the Marshall Rams, right? Is Thundering the, Herd. Close. Th- Thundering close. Herd. Okay, yes. gotcha. Bison. Yeah, okay, Bison. bison. Gotcha. Uh, it's an iconic, uh, iconic color. Did have, uh, what, what part of West Virginia? I'm from a really small town called well, Cross Lanes. Well, that's every. Yes. Place uh, well, in West that is every, but like, <laughs> imagine, imagine this. The we hate has our, already started. We, we got our second stoplight, and the reason we're called Cross Lanes is because we have two roads. And they cross each other, dude. That's at stoplight number one. So that, holy shit! Yeah. So that's what the town was named after. It's actually uh, one of my favorite places on earth. That state in general. I go, used to go to snowshoe a lot, and then I've uh, kayaked the gully. A bunch. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 
I've camped along the gully a lot. So yeah. Speaking of West Virginia, what is the number one thing, uh, all of our jokes aside, that people misunderstand or get wrong about West Virginia? Almost everything. But I will say, it is unbelievable how many places you'll go that don't realize like it's its own state. Oh, really? It's un- unreal. Like, oh, they, you, so they think that you guys are just a western portion of Virginia? Yeah, yeah. Like The number <laughs> one question I get is, like, oh, so cool, dumb. do you live near Roanoke? Oh no way! That's hilarious. That's Not so a, funny. Yeah, right there, guys. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, how I've far even, how far is Roanoke? Just for people. Oh, I like four hours, six yeah, hours, something like that. I mean, three nope. and a half, no, four, five. I I don't even know. But um, even like I'll even meet people from Kentucky that are like. Not really, because like East they, they Kentucky's border. right there. East, I know. East it's Kentucky like is just West Virginia. Yeah, it's crazy. That's it's cool. crazy. Well, uh, um, so you mentioned okay. So when you graduated from uh, Marshall, you said you wanted to go to a soccer club. Is there a reason that you wanted to work in that sport specifically? Has it always been like a big part of your life? Yeah, yeah, and you know some some of the people who know me really well have probably heard me say this story around the club, but. Uh, Soccer was always my number one sport growing up. I played it, loved it. Um, obviously, all of my college allegiances were with Marshall. I was a huge fan uh, of the herd. Still up. are, yeah, still are, of course. Um, but you know, the number one thing I felt like I, I was always missing out on is we didn't have a professional soccer team or or really even any semi-professional teams that were notable within the state. So, uh, kind of had to go elsewhere in terms of getting that fix and, and being interested in the professional side of the sport. Yeah. Um, and so that's really what sparked my, my, uh, curiosity to learn more about different clubs and stuff. Um, at that time, you know, you're looking at one to two MLS games on TV per week. And, you know, if you were busy on the weekend, you weren't, didn't get a chance to watch any professional soccer really. So long story short, I wanted to buy the subscription MLS Live so I could see all of the matches. Um, it was like $75. I asked my parents. Um, they asked me if I had $75 to spend on it. I was like, no. That's just why I'm asking you. Yeah, yeah. So, so I did have $20, and I bought the NASL Live subscription instead, which I didn't even know existed up Whoa. to that point. But I was, just, I was just starved to watch some soccer. So. Dude, that's a reach back. It is. It is. But... Long story short, it kind of introduced me to a whole new system of, you know, lower league yeah. clubs that I didn't even know existed. <laughs> and so from then, my curiosity grew. And, you know, I was familiar with Chattanooga Football Club long before I came here. Yeah. And, you know, that was a big reason why. Um, I guess Breezy doesn't like this story. <laughs> so did you play Did you play the sport growing up at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I did. You. I did. I uh Played as soon as they'd let you sign up for cool. That's awesome. little league ball all the way through, you know, the end of high school. Is that what is that what sparked that's is that what sparked the initial love? Because like for me, <clears throat> I played it uh, when I was younger, but uh, ice hockey took over my life. Um, okay. But like, I got my very first copy of FIFA, and that was what like reintroduced me to like. Oh, I see what he did there. Uh, that's what reintroduced me back to like loving the game and thinking I wanted to like be in super involved with it when I was like first getting like through college or whatever. So I didn't know that's cool. Yeah. But you have this like foundation of like I, I love that uh, when you think about the staff at CFC. 
you want to have that like backbone mindset of like understanding like where the club has come from. Yeah. So you having like a base knowledge of like the NASL RIP. Yeah. RIP. Uh, um, what's his name? RIP in pieces. Rocco Camiso. Camiso. Yeah. Where are you, our savior? Anyways, uh, yeah. He, so that's that's a, really cool. You have that base knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So you know, like I said, very familiar with a lot of lower division clubs, which really grew that's my awesome. grew my hunger. You know, um, to to learn more and, and find out more and, and CFC, you know, at that point still in the NPSL, um, obviously drew a ton of, a, you know, wonder from me because I was like, how do they have so many fans showing up for these games? And like, I, that's crazy. And, yeah. and, uh, so yeah. Um, but I did grow up loving the sport. Um, you can start playing rec soccer when you're four. Um, so my, I have a brother that's two years older than me and they said, you know, when he started, when he was four, like they could not stop me from running out on the field. Like, <laughs> like I could barely walk at that point and, you know, I'm out there running, trying to kick the ball. So, you know, I started practicing with his team. The signs of an early, the signs of an early addict of the sport. Yes, absolutely. Well, and you, uh, did you always have the Sam Click hair? It's been around for a long time. Uh, it's been around for a long time. I, I started growing it, you know, when I was young. Um, I'd say about first grade is when I grew it out long the first time um, and kept it long all the way up until high school. I decided to cut it and then just never got a haircut Hated again it. after that. <laughs> yeah, Love this. Yeah. Never got a haircut again. I was going to I was gonna go to a school dance and, you know, I was scheduled for my second haircut. And I didn't like the way it looked like right when it got cut. So I was like, oh, I'll just, you know, wait till after the dance. The pictures look good, whatever. Um, then we had, you know, a break. And I'm like, ah, I don't need to cut it before break. You know, I'm not going to see anybody. So didn't reschedule, didn't reschedule. Then it's about time to start school again. I'm like, ah, picture day is the first day of school. I don't want to cut my hair right before that. And then I decided to never cut it again after that. So, <laughs> so do you trim it up at all yourself, or do you have somebody just like cut the ends off or whatever? Yeah, I usually every once in a while I'll have somebody trim it. Um, actually, one of our other uh, employees, Jack Bradshaw, one of my coworkers at CFC, um, his Shout girlfriend, like literally about two and a half weeks ago, his girlfriend um, cut it for me. She had never cut hair on anybody <laughs> before, but like. I will be somebody's muse if anybody out there wants to give me a trim every once in a while. Like you don't even have to have experience. I trust you. Might you're have the, a podcast you're the right special. Kind of length to where you can like mess up a couple of times too, and still like go just a little bit higher, and it wouldn't make like that much of a difference. Yeah. I know you'll vouch for me on this, and I was just thinking about this on the way over here, thinking about how you're coming on the podcast. And a Markel and Jack episode would be electric to me. Because I love hanging Unreal. out with Would it not? Okay, yeah. so I know you. Unreal. So we might have we might have to do that. You put that in the notes. Adding that to the notes right <laughs> now. I know they would both be so down too. And they're such a they're a familiar face. I mean, like I've been going to the games for a long time, and I've been privileged to like know those guys as like close friends. And uh, I, but I still see them all the time. And I bet, I bet there's people who are now watching because by the way we're also on youtube don't forget to like and subscribe hell yeah which i know a couple people um have caught on to this and seen this but um i I think i think if people could see them they'd be like oh shit i do know exactly who those guys are." oh yeah yeah the dynamic duo if i tell you what if you guys ever did like a special pub episode or something like that, we want to we want to 
That we would, need, we that, need those to. Would, those would be, I mean, that's a good place to start. We, we, we've we never put it like officially on the like goals to make like hold ourselves to it because it's so hard. It, but it would be, we've yeah. been talking about it for what? Th- we probably started talking about it like six months into podcasting. I need, I, we need to do it. And what it takes is it takes me doing it. Yes. Because you and Matt have a job on game day as to where I'm the only one who could like, I'm thinking like an after game mm. top, upstairs at CBC. Just rowdy, dude. Whoever wants to get on the mic and get on the mic, I think it would be it would be crazy. You're gonna get some some honesty, <laughs> yeah. After a game, right? Yes. Yeah. Who, whoever decides to pick up that mic, gonna you're need, gonna get some dude, raw gonna need to, honesty, emotion. Gonna need it to be <laughs> a win, Jay. Better or if, for a worse. If we lose, I don't think we could do the live after the game. Oh yeah, no. That's, oh yeah, that man. Would, yeah, that wouldn't. Happen. We we do need to make that happen. Uh, Sam, did we talk about uh, your high school career? We didn't. We didn't talk about so my b- high school. Before team. we get there, what position did you play? Who's your favorite player growing up, and what number did you wear? Okay. All right. And this, why was it Maxis? I'm just kidding. I think I do think <laughs> you look like him. But keep going. The, the, we, okay. What a these shout are, out. These yeah. are all good questions. These are all good questions. So cross lanes, going back to, yes. to the hometown. Didn't have a high school. Shock. So I had to go. I, you guys are going to be like, what the heck is up with these town names? So I went across the way to Nitro. Dude, what a name. Nitro, Shout out Nitro, West Virginia. Nitro, West Virginia, home of the Nitro High School Wildcats. Dude, um, Nitro High School sounds so sick. It, yeah, it's pretty... Uh, sidebar, Nitro was founded during World War One. They were building a nitroglycerin plant to help with, you know, war efforts, basically. Yeah. By the time everybody moved there, pretty much for the express purpose to work at the plant, the war was over, and then everybody was out of a job. <laughs> So it's, it's it didn't have the best industry. No, no, not rough the best. spot. I mean, yeah. that's pretty on par for West Virginia and it for is. Appalachia in general. Yeah, yeah. Appalachia, yeah, great. A lot of getting, a lot of getting screwed. I've got a. Thanks a, for saying that correctly. Appalachia, um, not Appalachia. Yeah, yeah. like so I, many people. Think. I I have no connection, um, so I'm not pl- claiming to have any whatever. Uh, I have no like direct connection, so like that's just been what I've heard it called. So I'm glad I got it right. Yeah. Um, but my <laughs> I got a, a close friend who has moved there and is literally in like Appalachia Regional Hospital in Kentucky or yeah. something like that. Something I mean, like, and she's talking about like how hard it is to because she grew up in Chattanooga, like doesn't have a southern accent. We both grew up kind of in the suburbs, but like has been around like she grew up in the south right she is like mortifies the wrong word uh, completely sometimes because they make fun of her like everybody that works there because like she's the foreigner kind of like quote unquote right like it's just she was telling stories like not understanding people learning like everybody lives in a holler which is what she was explaining like because everybody there there's no towns around like it's all just just hollers yeah it's uh, i could see where she gets that you know, experience. It's like a reverse transplant. It's like, well, we hear people moving out all the time, but you moved in. Yeah, That's awesome. exactly. Welcome. Exactly. So anyway, continue. Uh, sorry, number, position, and then tell us about your high school career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, favorite player growing up, if that intertwines there. Yeah, so for, for school, um, you know, when I was playing for, for both, you know, middle school and into high school, I was usually on the back line. Uh, so I played center back pretty much my whole uh, school career. Um I played travel ball too uh, on, on my club. When I was playing club soccer, I would I would do center mid a lot. Um, but truth be told, my skill set was better for better for the back line. Um, in a dream scenario, I think I would have been best on on the left or right. But just given the personnel we had, it made made sense to play center back. So mm-hmm. I was uh, always number zero or number nine, depending on club versus club or country. Were you wearing club. nine as a center back? Yes, I was. Do you know how happy Matthew would be right now? 
Did you score any goals as a center back? With yeah. Them? I yeah. just think that's funny, the irony of you having the nine shirt being back there. But Matthew would be all over for this chaos. I guarantee you he just FIFA screamed. But if you go, if, for those of you that know Matthew close, like he would be so happy right now. So why, why the nine and why zero? So number nine was the very first number I got handed when I signed up for soccer as a four-year-old. So I just kind of just kept that going. Um, and zero, I just thought zero was cool, and it rhymed with hero. So anytime that was available, that was nice too. So pretty much for for all of my school life, I, I stayed with number nine. And then when I did uh, travel soccer, I did number zero. I've seen you score a few goals at HPC. Yeah, yeah. So we got two games tonight. I'm gonna need you to score. I don't know if I scored. I don't know if I scored enough as a center back to to warrant the number nine shirt. But I I will say, you know, I was able to chip in every you once got, in a while. Are you guys still playing Iron Horse? Yeah. Yes, Dang. we are. I need to. I need to come back. Jay was an original, original Iron Horse yeah. guy. We got a double header tonight, eight o'clock and nine o'clock. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be a um, a rough one running wise, but it's gonna be fun. At least it's not like at least your snot's not gonna freeze coming out of your. Nose Thank tonight. goodness they canceled last week for yeah. things that nobody cares about. But we was so cold and we were scheduled yeah. to have a double header last week on Tuesday. It reminded me of home. I would have been prepared. I would have been. I would have been ready for. Yeah. That. What is the weather like in West Virginia? So the only time I've been to West Virginia was for in, during the summer. So what? Oh, actually, that's not true. I've been to Snowshoe once, but like I was a kid when I went to Snowshoe. But as an adult, I've been during the summer. How is it during the winter? I mean, it's it's pretty cold. Uh, pretty good amount of snow. I mean, I'm not going to act like it's you know Minnesota frigid or anything like that. Um, but it, it's pretty cold. I mean, one of the the other thing that was my goal, you know, after graduation and to work for a soccer club was there was a little asterisk and it said must be south of where I'm at right now Yeah. because um, I was so tired <laughs> of, of being cold every day of my life, I felt like. Do you know what the weather is like in Pittsburgh? Um, I mean, no, I've not spent any time there. Oh, okay. I, I say, have an idea. Just put, is it on the same latitude? You just put mountains around Pittsburgh and you get like that same cold, wet, except it doesn't have the river stuff, but... I I some of the some of my like fluffiest stuff I've ever seen was in uh snowshoe but I feel like I was there for like the most random years where it was like the years of dumping like there were two years where I went snowboarding in snowshoe and I didn't see mud and <laughs> yeah. it was like dude that was awesome cuz the other times I've gone it was been like basically skidding over grass at some points so I mean that's the east coast yeah, exactly. if if you don't have enough snow uh Sam what who, did you have a favorite player and or team growing up yeah, so uh, favorite, I was actually, this is going to go hand in hand, so um, I was a big Portland Timbers fan, so the first professional soccer match I ever got to go to, uh, my uncle lived in Chicago, so it was I, it was 2011, I believe, which happened to be the year that the Timbers um, moved up to MLS, so obviously they had a vast history beforehand, and yeah, the sure. first NASL, and then USL, and um, then moved up to MLS, but um so it was their first year. We went to a Chicago Fire game while I was visiting, um, and I was wearing a, a Marshall T-shirt, a dark green Marshall T-shirt. We had pretty good seats, and, and uh, I guess a couple of the Timbers players just saw the green and thought I was a fan. So like, I kind of got acknowledged by Foodie Danzo, um, which was, who was a defender for, for Portland. Um, and so uh, they, they won 1-0 that day, and so I kind of walked away being like, I really like that team. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, and so I, I became a big Portland fan, and then my favorite player ended up being Diego Chara, who is actually still playing. Who is still playing? He is. He's insane. He's in Columbia um, st- right now, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He, he's uh, he still plays for the Timbers, but he is Colombian. Oh, I thought he was. I thought he went back to Columbia. I didn't realize uh, he was still playing for the Timbers. His brother Jimmy Chara just went back. to Columbia. Oh, okay. That's yeah. that's the confusion. Yeah. 
Yeah. So Diego, I, lo- I love a really, <clears throat> I love a really organic way to become a fan. I'm I'm very against the uh, Dallas Cowboy fans who are also the Lakers fans and love the Patriots. Um, I got one of those. Or, or, one a friend or, of mine. Yankees, not Patriots. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, it was a, the, cool the, the Patriots definitely had their time yeah, well, there. That switch, was the yeah. If one wasn't doing better than the other, I have some friends who are like. Can that. you imagine just rooting for the? Winners like that, I guess you. But no you, you, heartbreak. you got no you, heartbreak. You would no heart. You wouldn't understand. You just wouldn't understand. No, you wouldn't have like my. Sorry, this is no go go off top. But you wouldn't have my fandom as a Braves fan getting to witness that World Series, and then I, I've been a Georgia fan my entire life, and I've watched us reach the pinnacle and fall multiple times. Mm-hmm. So to finally win two national championships in a row. I used to consider myself like I have a, a really close family friend who works for uh, the Mansoor family in uh, Man City. And so I like kind of watched them, and I watched them win championships, and I was like, "This is cool," but I definitely I don't have the connection that I that I wanted to when those like when they won championships. So watching Georgia lift a trophy, I actually cried, and I was yeah. like, "Okay, this is actually." And people think I'm a psychopath. So, well, you know, we all are. I am. I mean, yeah. you're on you're on a podcast <laughs> with with some idiots uh, already. Yeah, so. I was about to say. I mean, yeah, I had that same experience when Marshall won the Beefo Brady's Bowl, St. Petersburg. You know? <laughs> yes, not, not yes. quite the same thing, but uh, it, meant, it meant it to me. <laughs> so, Jay, I don't know if you know Sam's proclivities for uh, leaving on a random. I'm going to pick a day; it may not be accurate, but leaving on a random Tuesday and driving to wherever Marshall is playing, and then seeing the game, and then driving back maybe straight after the game or whatever. Uh, Hell yeah, I, I support every bit of that. I do that shit all the time. I, there was one game this year. We were playing on a Thursday night in Huntington, uh, which is about a six-hour drive from here. I game day Saturday. Well, it was a Thursday night, but game. was it was there a CFC game Saturday? Oh yeah, there was. But this, <laughs> I left on Thursday at like noon. Showed up right before kickoff in Huntington. Uh, you know, met up with my friends, whatever. Uh, went to sleep. Woke up at five o'clock and i was back at work at like 11 in the office just you know selling tickets i love this i love this so much so i was i i basically missed less than a half day of work went up and back for the game sam how old are you i'm 23 yeah that makes total fucking sense yeah (laughs) i I used to be that way and then now i'm like oh shit man i'm tired i don't know if i'm gonna make it in i'm sorry i I still do uh (laughs) i still do that but i haven't done it as much but for cfc and the mpsl days we used to do that stuff all the time and i'll still do a version of that flying southwest out of out of nashville to go to a u.s game i'll fly in three hours for kickoff and then i'll fly out first thing in the morning so i can get back not because i have a job i gotta work but because i got things i need to be doing for whatever dude uh um that first year Georgia did win the national championship, I drove from here to Valdosta, Georgia, where my entire family's from, my wife too, and we went from there the next morning to Jacksonville, watched Georgia play Florida, beat the shit out of them handedly. That night it was Halloween. We went back to Valdosta. I went to a Halloween party, woke up that next morning, drove all the way back to Chattanooga, dropped my wife Rachel off, turned around, went back to Atlanta for Game Five of the World Series. Then turn around and drove to Chattanooga that night. It was 1,100-something miles That's in insane. one weekend, and I would do it repeatedly every day if I could. It was, yeah. worth, it was worth every bit of the angst. Were you in your truck or her Jeep? I was in my truck. Well, her Jeep, then my truck. So, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. Hell That's yeah. Awesome. That Jeep makes a difference, though. I'm sure. Sam, I got a a pivot question here for you. What do you think, and this is all subjective, as an example, Chris is like, I'm not Coach Chris, who we love, but it's like, I'm not giving you an answer. I don't know the data. Uh, We we want your subjective opinion on how much of the game, and you can choose as a player or you can choose whatever part you want, but how much of the game is mental and how much of the game is physical? 
So I actually, I kind of have a hot take about this. Please. I, and it might be the entirely wrong take, but. Oh, we live for hot takes on this podcast. <laughs> I feel I, I, I feel like the, the mentality is actually not nearly as big of a part of the game as people make it out to be. Keep going. And the reason, and I'm, I guess I'm, I'm viewing this through the lens of a player, mm-hmm. right? When you are, when, when you're looking at, take, take any game, you know, take any sport, uh, any upcoming, you know, matchup or whatever. People are always dissecting, oh, well, they're on this run of form and, you know, this is going to be the weather and, you know, home field advantage, like whatever, any, any, any aspects that you could be thinking of. When you actually step onto the field and that whistle blows, I feel like almost everything just goes straight out the door. It's just you, your opponent, your teammates, and you know the ball. Are and you are you a flow state athlete? I'm very flow state. Like I don't think at all. I, my body just does it, and like I'm probably singing songs in my head half the time, <laughs> and or cussing people out. Yeah, I feel like. I mean. I don't know if I would describe myself as that. I feel like I'm kind of analytical, like trying to, you know, gauge certain situations and stuff like that. Um, So a lot of like active thinking on that sense. But I just, you know, I feel like a lot of a lot of the mentality is just any mental aspect of the game just is what's going on right then and there Mm -hmm. rather than, you know, factors before the game or, you know, stuff, stuff like that. I just feel like I feel like it's more physical. Than, than mental. If you had to put a percentage on it, what would you say? 80-20. Okay. I love this take, by the way. That's fun. That's very fun. <laughs> do you still do cardio work? Yes. Yeah, I, I run a lot. Um, Treadmill, um, just running out in the street, what do you do? Um, I, I usually, usually out in the out in the street or on a path or something, so there's, dear listener, you might find me on the river walk very often. Um, I bet there was a there was a stretch where I kind of got out of it a little bit when I uh, I tore my half of my left ACL um, oh, at, at HPC um, last summer. So that was that was a bummer. So it took me a while to kind of bounce back from that and just get in a good place. But um, but yeah yeah I, I love I love running. Uh, did a half marathon uh, last March, which was my first like timed half marathon. I'd done the distance before. You're a monster. I did it with Jack and Chris. Actually, we we all did it together. I did and not realize that. When I say together, you know, Chris did it about <laughs> yeah. a, an hour Finish. in front of us, and then <laughs> yeah. and, you know we came we came in later. But listen, finishing fun. an hour behind Chris would be fine. Yeah. yeah, I actually I actually had a pretty good showing that day. I was probably um, I I did it in an hour and forty three. I think so. Like it was like seven fifty something pace. Let's go. So it, was, it was pretty good. Let's go. So. so Probably one one of the most important questions you're going to be asked here is what Breezy's sort of like leaning into here is when you are doing your running, mm-hmm. what do you do? You choose to listen to music or a podcast, or do you not like anything, or what's your vibe? I usually listen to music, not always though, um, and and that's just more so. I feel like it, it keeps me not thinking about the run yeah, at all. Totally. You know, I just kind of like listening to things so i don't i don't listen to a lot of podcasts while i run or anything because i feel like my mind wanders so like if i'm if, you I was stay in the try- zone. If, I, if i was trying to actively listen to something i probably wouldn't yeah i'd catch myself like four minutes down the road be like oh 
have no idea what they I didn't doing. listen to anything that happened <laughs> in the last four minutes. I'm going to want to rewind. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so, so, yeah, music. Don't have like a set, you know, playlist or anything. It just hit shuffle and whatever he's, comes, he's on, beating, comes on. He's beating around the bush of him not being a psychopath. Not being a psychopath. So, Psy- not a psychopath. One less Caleb Cole in the world. <laughs> you know who Caleb Cole is? He used to play for CFC. He was, I think he was one year before. Yeah, yeah I don't think here. so. I don't uh, think so. Yeah, MP- late MPSL days was awesome. Uh, he told us that he chose to not listen to anything. And then if you listen to if you have to listen to something, it's weakness or basically that was a really good episode with him and Cam. Uh, you can, you'll probably come up with the number of whatever episode it was back in the day. But I'm not even going to try to look it up. That's one of the best podcasts we ever did. Yeah, it, it was, was fun. so good. But we also came out thinking he was a psychopath. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it happens. I, I mean, I'll I'll do it. Um, I'll do it sometimes without music, but I'd say not very often. Yeah, you yeah. know, more so when I can't find my headphones or anything. <laughs> By the way, I'm still a wired in headphone person instead of like airpods or something yeah yeah you don't want to still got my wires nice so don't want to don't want to take off on a run and then i find out they don't have charge or something i just want to plug them right in and go oh yeah i uh luckily my boss is awesome so for christmas i got airpods but that's because i was running on uh pensacola beach and Mm. i got i realized i was a psychopath in the middle of running and went to find my headphones and they were definitely on the beach somewhere oh oh and they if uh, they would have been tethered then you know yeah that wouldn't have lost when it happened Yeah. yeah Absolutely. Do you have any soccer superstitions, whether it's now or especially when you were playing, something you had to do? Or maybe it's a CFC game day thing now that you have to do. Anything? So, short answer is no. Um, not really. Didn't have any pregame rituals. What or a well-balanced guy. Superstitions. Uh, as Michael Scott says. I'm, Nothing's mental uh, and no superstitions. I, I'm not even a little stitious, you know? Uh, really, uh, I did have I did have a small pregame tradition before CFC games with Madison um, Madison Smith. Yeah, uh, she liked to sprint one full length of the field before the match, and and we did it one day just kind of as a joke, and then we won, and then we won like six times in a row. Uh, so I, I was doing it for her, though. You know, I was doing it for her more than anything. Not a very superstitious person, but unfortunately, she she had a uh, a foot injury and was in a boot for a while. Dang it. So that's right. I did not continue that train myself. Um, but yeah, but when you hit those six games, you're not superstitious, but you were like, I mean, I got I mean, just in I case. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a team I'm a team player. There you go. I mean, there you, go. you tell there me you if if somebody says it's working, I'll do it for you. Yeah, I'll that's... do it for you. I'll do it for you. <laughs> you're such a nice guy, man. If that's a awesome. movie was made about your life, who would you want to play you? David Spade. <laughs> that's such a good oh, shout. That's a great one. <laughs> well, well, you can well, play young David Spade. I, I guess we need to make the movie next year, though, because you know he's way older than me. So I guess you know if I was choosing somebody younger, dude. Surprise. Let's just wait until Trevor Lawrence. You know, I was gonna say leaves he, the NFL. Yeah, and he might have a good acting picks up career. That, picks up that acting. Career. Yeah, he might. He could Tim McGraw us all. Um, you know. Uh, He's a uh, David Spade is a surprisingly good golfer. If you don't know, really, that, you should look it up. I did not know that. Yeah, he like yeah. I watched this round where he played with Tiger, and he did he like got like this famous person plays a round with Tiger, him, Dwayne Wade, other people did it, and he he did surprisingly well. And then I saw some other videos with him, and I was like, oh, he's huh, cool. I thought that was funny, but he's also one of my favorite actors. Yeah, that is random. I would not have I would not have guessed that. Yeah. But also random celebrities that Adam, can play golf. Before people saw this last movie that I didn't see, but the basketball movie with Adam Sandler, like they didn't realize how good a hooper he is. Bro, like, he's a hooper. He can actually play. Yeah. Like, you know, I guess if you're an actor like that, you also might have the time to if you want to pursue something. Yeah. Like 
and you have the 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 means and potentially if you're a really good actor you might have the drive to make you a really good actor might also make you really driven to be good at x y or z so my favorite thing about adam sandler is just like if somebody catches him out in public like he might be wearing like and one shorts like the biggest baggiest and one shorts oh, like with, yeah just whatever you could like literally Slack. find in your closet yeah. like at any random house like i, I think it's awesome Dude, there's yes. a video of him going into a restaurant when everybody had to wear masks and the like server said like we don't have any tables didn't know who he was and uh then she posted the video and was like when you turn adam sandler down and he like responded to it and was like, "Dude, you're all good. I don't care. I just was hoping not to wait." And so he left. He's such a cool guy about it. Um, yeah, that's it, awesome. If you have to have one, what is your go-to karaoke song? It's a great ad question. Okay, I'm trying to think of the correct answer for this. It definitely depends on the situation that Ooh, I'm in. Break it down. All right. So you know, if this is if this is just you're among you're among friends or strangers. Uh, I would probably say um, my most successful song in college was a song called I Love College. It's just a rap about how much you love college. Asher Roth. But you're actually, yes, Asher Roth. Yeah. But you're kind of just, the best part about it is everybody knows it. It's a really fun party song. So everybody else does it with you. But the best part is, is you kind of just get to speak it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and like it this. sounds good. This, but, is, this is good. But if I'm out, you know, in, in a different scenario, I, I would like to challenge myself and I would, I would do the end of the world as we know it by rem because it's so fast so i made it a point to <laughs> sit down <laughs> i made it a point to like sit down and actually like really get used to saying the words really fast because like even if you're not a very good singer like myself people will get really impressed when you start just going through the lines, just like especially if you're not even reading like the prompt or anything yeah they're like this guy's crazy <laughs> I so feel like one of the keys. One. one of the keys to karaoke is being able to do it without the prompter. Yeah, I agree. Because you just look. Even if you're not doing a better job, you look so much more confident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so my whole my whole approach on karaoke is how can I be impressive without actually having to rely on my singing skills? So those are two songs that you don't have to sing well. Nice. But if you're hitting all the words, it's pretty impressive. I love it. Uh, you're a pretty busy guy. What are you doing in your free time? Yeah, that's a great Which question. I realize there's not a lot of there's right now. There's not a lot of free time. There's not a lot of free time. I mean, we've kind of talked about a lot of it. So, obviously, I play I play soccer at uh, with Breezy on Tuesday nights. I'm, I'm on a Sunday league team as well. So, lots of lots of running, playing soccer. Um, I do play guitar. So Do you? Yeah. So, I did not know so this. So, shout out to my girlfriend, Savannah. She got me this great new set of headphones, kind of like the ones I have on right now. Okay. So, I don't bother anybody in our apartment complex when I well, plug them into the <laughs> amp and, and play some guitar. So, I do enjoy playing guitar a lot. Not any good at that either, Dude, by the way. Did, have you play, did you play in a band at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, we, if we want to revisit the Nitro High School days, we... So there was a guitar class. You could take a guitar class awesome. instead of taking an art class. <laughs> um, and so I took I took a guitar class, and it, our, the teacher was very good. He was the band director. Um, he was really good at breaking it down simple. Like imagine trying to teach twenty five people who've never picked up a guitar guitar. Like that's like I feel like that's a very difficult challenge, especially totally. with like high school kids. But yeah, he was so awesome and and he broke it down really simple for people um and so you could you could take an advanced guitar class after that guitar two so Hell yeah so i took guitar one and two 
And um, the final project for Guitar 2 was the entire rhythm to Freebird by Leonard Skinner. So it was my junior year of high school and a group of uh, a group of my friends uh, got together and they were like, hey, we want to enter the school talent show and we want to try to take as much stage time as humanly possible. So we want to play Freebird. And play seven minute song. So... You know, first when I got approached to to play in a band, I was like, "Hey, I can't play that well." Like I, I've taken guitar one and guitar two. Like I don't know a lot. But then they were like, "Oh, we're trying to play Freebird for as long as possible." I was like, "We just did that for our final project." So I got an electric guitar. I joined the band. I played the rhythm to Freebird. We played for about twelve or thirteen minutes. Let's go. At one point, the assistant principal thought we were done. And, like, finally walked out to take the mic from us so he could, like, get on with the show. And then we just started playing again. So he was, like, frozen up on stage with us and then had to turn around and walk off because we just kept going. Uh, so that's how it started. But then we actually had a blast with it. And we kind of stayed together for the next year, year and a half and, and kept playing. And we ended up, like, actually playing some shows every once in a while. We got We got hired to play, like this girl's quinceanera so we had like a full concert set and like all this stuff Let's go. so uh it, it was super fun we ended up playing like mainly like you know pop punk rock kind of stuff which was nice for me because well, just power chords it's just hitting me like a ton of bricks right now move over trevor lawrence and kurt cobain has now entered the chat hey yes. let's go yes, yes. well our, our follow-up for the talent show the next year was smells like teen spirit nice so. Heck yeah dude that's a tough one to sing yeah never mind is literally my favorite album i was not time. singing nice i was thank thank the Lord. no no backup vocals this you, all the people of nitro high school are clapping right now because they know i didn't they're like thank thank the lord he didn't have to sing i heard everybody that's beautiful um I'm going to ask you, uh, Jay, I, I highlighted the question for you next, but I'm no. going to go with one before this. What's your favorite pair of shoes? I had a pair of Cortezes. Actually, I still have the pair of Cortezes that I've been wearing for about 12 years now. So, yeah, I got to go with those. I, it, my girlfriend makes fun of me anytime I go anywhere near them in a public setting because they look ridiculously bad. But I got to go with Nike Cortezes. Love it. Uh, do you still have the pair of shoes that you won the state championship in? I do. I do. Yeah. They've, they've made some appearances uh, throughout various forms of media. I love that. That's uh, awesome. But yeah, yeah. So I had a, I had a pair of King Pumas, uh, the, the, you know, kangaroo leather, like old school with the flap on top. Um, those were, those were the cleats that I wore uh, my senior year of high school. And we, we had a, had a great run and won the state title in them and so i had to keep them um they are pretty ripped to shreds these days like you know i put them on and you can see my toes coming out the front of both pair but but you know i can't i can't get rid of them i still have them i got you it's a sentimental thing for me with a couple of pairs of boots that i have they're even they're even in the garage with dust covered on them and rachel's like throw them away it's my wife and i'm like no nah, dude those are those live on yeah those are gonna can't live longer it. than me can't do it um so when you first came here, I'm being told to ask you about your summer and what your summer was like. Did you is that is that what time you? I'm sorry, is that what time you moved here? Was in the summer? Yeah. So so just uh, I'll, I'll give you, you the, out on his boat. I'll give you the brief. No, I no. did not. Did not get a trip I, on the boat. I did not have a. I did not have a boat at the time. Okay. So I'll, I'll give you a quick brief overlap or overview of the entire timeline, and then I'll get into the to the summer. So um, I applied 
for an internship at CFC when I was a junior. I applied super, super early. I applied in like December for the following summer, which would have been the summer of 2021. So I did get the internship position. Fast forward a little bit. I still had, you know, I still had to go back for senior year of college. I only had one semester. Um, I was, uh, got, got some stuff out of the way early. Um, so I, I came in to Chattanooga knowing I was going to be here for a summer, went back for my final semester at Marshall, ended up getting the, getting a, a job offer to come back. So I got here full time in January of 2022. So been like my two year anniversary of actually living in Chattanooga, like full time, uh, pretty much this month, but nice. rewinding it back to that summer. Um, <laughs> it was a very, very fun, very fun summer. When I got the internship offer, it was still like January. So there's still like five months out, you know, and my only CFC contact was the CEO at the time, Jeremy Allenbaugh. That was the only person I knew. So, you know, I, at that time, internships were unpaid. Um, and so I was like, Hey, I am super happy to come down and work. Like I can't wait, uh, to kind of cut my teeth and, and come help the club. Uh, but since it was an unpaid internship, I was like, I'm absolutely fine, you know, coming to, to work for free essentially. But you know, if, if I don't know anybody in Chattanooga or anything, like if you guys could help me out and, and with a living situation, yeah. you know, I'll, I'm, I'm flexible, I'll do whatever. Um, so, you know, the can kind of got kicked down the road a little bit and kicked down the road a little bit. And, you know, I, I didn't, the last thing I wanted to do as like an intern from West Virginia is like keep contacting the CEO who I know has much better things to be doing and, and, yep. and is busy. Uh, but you know, every once in a while I'd kind of check in and be like, Hey, you know, any news? And it's like, Oh yeah. You know, text, text this person, call this person. Uh, we'll get it figured out. Um, that's actually how I had my first interaction with breezy. Um, I, I got his number. I, and, uh, I called him from, <laughs> called him from my college house in Huntington. Didn't know, even what I was really supposed to be talking about with him, but I remember, like, by the way, where I was when I, I was in front of my house on the road walking around when I got this call. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, "Hey, can, can I, you know, can I call you tomorrow and and kind of figure it out?" And he's like, "Oh, well, I'm uh, I'll be driving to Nashville. I'm going to the U.S. national <laughs> team game." And I'm like, "No way!" So surprising, like, uh, and, and all that stuff. But anyway, long story short, I'm going to fast forward through some of that. I am in my car across the Tennessee state line and I still don't really know what my living situation is supposed to be like when I get here. Um, I'd kind of gotten in contact with one or two people. And then, you know, again, the number one thing I don't want to do is like be bothering people, like trying to figure this thing. Cause I haven't even got here yet. So like, anyway, after a couple back and forth, uh, interactions, I get, uh, Bill Bolin, Chattahooligan, mm-hmm. shout out, infamous Chattahooligan, Legend. awesome, awesome Legend. friend. Um, I got connected with Bill, and Bill sent me a picture of a camper, a little mini camper, and he's like, "Hey, this is yours for the summer." If oh you want my it. god, are you serious? Yeah, seriously, seriously, <laughs> it was it was amazing. That's freaking awesome. So so I I showed up in Chattanooga. It was funny because the first like twenty four forty eight hours were kind of a whirlwind because. There was just a couple of miscommunications about what, like when to get it, how to get it, and where it was going to go. So I, I won't go too far into that rabbit hole. But um, after one night in my car at the Signal Mountain Walmart, I got I, I got the camper the next day, um, and it, it was amazing. So spent the first half of the summer with the camper at Camp Jordan. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. And then the back half of the summer 
we moved down just down the road from here at Highland Park Commons. The foundation had just taken over like three houses that were like completely gutted yeah, yeah. Uh, on the inside that they were in the process of, of going to flip. So my camper was in between the two turf soccer fields at one of those little abandoned houses that was about to get gutted and refinished. So, uh, you know, it'd Dude. be like six o'clock in the morning and people would like bang on my door asking me if I wanted to come play pickup. Like, Which he did. Which I did. I had no excuse. It's like, they know I'm here. Dude, by the what way. What am I going to say? I'm not home. He was, I'm not awake. He was, I am now. He was so sharp during this period because you I were was. playing like six, to, six, seven days a week or whatever. Every yeah. time he'd come, I mean, like I saw a before knee injury and like, you're a good player. You've always been a good player. But that period of time, dude, you were just like another level. I was. I was. Uh, it, I'd be, I'd be playing all night. You know, they'd turn the lights off at, at 10 o'clock or whatever. Everybody leaving the field, playing pickup or whatever, would be getting in their cars to go home. I'm just like, all right, see you, everybody. And then I'm just opening the door to that camper that everybody, I'm sure, thought was just abandoned or something sitting there. And everybody's like, you live here? Like, what is going on? So, um, Dude, so then, I, be- so be- awesome. then I became the go-to guy for pickup. Like, if somebody needed a player to hop on at no matter what obscure time it was, Knocking on the camper door. Dude, I would home. see him playing before our game, and then I'd see him go play straight after our game, just back to playing. Uh, it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It's awesome. Uh, who who would knock on your like door in the morning to get you to go play out there? Oh, I I don't I don't even know the names. Okay, I don't know Not if it sure. was like Tony or any other guys. Tony were... Tony would be at the morning sessions a lot. I used to go play. Tony would be at the. Morning I used to play sessions. with Tony and then uh, with Jonathan before Tony. And, yeah, uh, a lot yeah, of times. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan would be there too. Okay, well, I didn't, yeah. then I think I might have been in, uh, in one of those sessions. Oh, you probably were because I used to go. They used to were. always get me to come early in the morning because I have a shower lay, at work. Lay lay the goals down. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Play small. Yeah, yeah. Fun. Nice, nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay, hold on, hold on. So he lets you borrow his fucking camper, but like the most amazing part of that story to me is that like I don't think you are a transplant to Chattanooga. I don't think you can seriously consider yourself like a form like a, a solid transplant if you haven't slept in the Signal Mountain Boulevard Walmart parking lot. Yeah. Because I, mean, I have I have too when I first was gonna move here and I didn't have I didn't have a place to hang out at and I had a ridge line at the time with a camper oh, shell. Yeah, nice. I had like a I was I was a raft guide at the same time. So cool. I was like cool. kind of living out of my truck anyways. So uh but that was the one Walmart that I like really knew because all my friends lived in North Shore when I first would come visit and stuff. So Yeah. I was I was in a Honda Fit little hatchback but i i remember i I felt really weird about the situation and i didn't know what to do because like i just got here and like i wasn't sure when things were going to get worked out but i was like okay i'll just rough it for like a day or two we'll get it figured out because because soon i'll get to meet everybody and i hadn't got i didn't get a chance to go to the office and meet anybody and you know ends up everybody everybody's the nicest everybody i've come across really are the nicest people and i could ask anybody for help uh, but I just, you know, came into it being like, okay, I don't want to be that guy that needs a ton of help or attention as soon as he gets here. So, um, but I remember going into the Walmart because I know, you know, a lot of places like that allow for overnight camping like right, with, right. with campers mm-hmm. or motorhomes or whatever. It's like, hey, you know, do you guys allow like overnight sleeping basically? I'm trying to avoid using the word camper at this point because I don't have anything because I basically just wanted to make sure it was okay. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, you can pull your camper around. And I was like, okay, cool. What if I'm, what if I'm in a Honda Fit? 
And like the guy just kind of stopped and was like staring at me, and I was like, "I'm only gonna be here one night. Like it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal." And it, like I could tell, he's just like, "I don't even know what to say to this guy." He's like, "He's like, just park as far back near the train tracks as you can." And I was like, "All right, done." Hell yeah, dude, that's hilarious. That should honestly, like, if I w- if you were uh, applying for whatever level job I was ever a manager of, and you told me that story, I'd be like, shit, I guess you're hired. If you're going to grind hard and move somewhere and stay the night in a Walmart parking lot so that you can hopefully start as an intern and then live out of a camper, oh, that yeah. is a that is a dedication. Also, if I'm not mistaken, because you were parked at a non-campsite, you didn't have running water in your... No. Yeah, I didn't have... Yeah, even when I got to the camper, I didn't have running water, um, and there was... There was no refrigerator either, so I will say I probably didn't eat like a champion that uh, that whole summer, um, for sure. <laughs> so it, that was a little good to do when you're 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, you know, not not like I had you know hourly income coming in with the internship either, so I wasn't eating out very much or anything like that. So the gr- the grub was probably the toughest part, but we got through it. Okay, so lots that, of canned meals. That's a grind, right? And anybody who goes through a grind is doing something because they want to really be there. Oh yeah. So was it like was it the history and the community around the club that like made you like be like fuck it, I'll sleep in my car, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, every everything everything about Chattanooga was really... Appealing. A, 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 appealing, yeah, yeah. A dream. I mean, like I said, I kind of came into it with no, no set expectations other than, you know, I knew the club aligned with what my vision was in yeah. terms of coming to, coming to a club that I knew had a big presence in the community, a big fan base, which obviously was something that was very attractive, yeah, you know, when you're walking, especially if you're coming for like a sales-based position, you know, knowing that this club means something to the city. Um, and, and that gives me an avenue for professional development too. Like I know I'm going to get the full experience here. Um, and then when I actually got here, you know, the entire front office, fantastic. All the fans, fantastic. I mean, it, it took me all of, two days i think being in here but uh being here in chattanooga before i met breezy face to face and then about a week week and a half later i'm on his tuesday team uh for the summer always be recruiting baby when he sees me playing some pickup so you know everything from the fans the general culture uh around the club and and the people in the front office and the city itself the city itself was so fun to live in this is also by far the biggest city i've ever lived in um because you know West Virginia, it's got a couple big towns and like maybe the third, the biggest, biggest city in the States, about a third. The Morgantown? No, uh, Morgantown is. That's just where the school is. That's all yeah, the reason that's I know. Where, uh, Morgantown's like the third biggest. But, really? Uh, first is Charleston. Second is Huntington where Marshall is. Gotcha. Um, and so they're about 42,000, 43,000. This city, Chattanooga, is, is quite perfect in size, isn't it? Yeah, and so I felt uh, another, like, just super attractive thing is, like, I just felt so, it was so cool to be here because there were so many big city type of aspects of living. Yeah. But at the same time, nothing was overwhelming. I felt like in five minutes, ten minutes, driving in any direction, it almost felt like being back in the woods of West Virginia again. You yeah. know, you you can go up the mountain, you yeah. can be on the river, you can be at a lake, like all that kind of stuff. So um, it, it was just so attractive for for many reasons because it felt like such a big step in such a, a a big new world to be in. But like at the same time, it wasn't overwhelming, and I felt like you know the people were nice and 
everything was just great about it. That's awesome. There's this lady, you'll know the name, and some other people will. Uh, Her name's Kim White. Uh, She ran for mayor against Tim Kelly here. Um, I knew her previous to that, and she did a she did an expose one time where she talked about the quality of life in Chattanooga. And basically, everything you just said was her entire thing. And I hear that more and more as I meet people who have moved here, including myself, that it's like this balance of like, oh, dope city, but also like this quality of life spectrum of like being outdoors and doing stuff. Yeah. And you just like you hit the nail on the head, basically. Yeah. And yeah. she, I heard her say that in front of a bunch of people, and a bunch of people were like, "Oh, cool, whatever." And then, like over the years, I continuously think back to listening to her talk about that, mm-hmm. um, because like it's like, holy shit, she was she was really correct. On yeah, what she was saying. But yeah. Quick housekeeping question: um, If we get you out of here at twelve forty, that gives you twenty minutes to get back to the office. Is that good for you? Yeah, yeah, twelve fifty. Honestly, cool. I, I, I just don't want to. I don't want to run over. If you got a, I, I want to make sure we're respectful of your time couple front office questions that we're going to do rapid fire and then we got a lot of food uh, a lot of food takes wow. this is this food is a takes. food podcast so i i got i received a text before i came here and like you know it's like hey we're gonna ask a couple questions about your so- soccer journey and food takes and i was like food takes what does that mean so i'm really excited for this segment good it's great great segment so fastest employee in the office fastest Ooh. front office Ooh. person Ooh, but we're gonna we're gonna leave the we'll leave the coaches out of it Unless you really want to include fastest in a foot race employee in the office is your guess. Who are you putting money on? If they're having foot office sprints, who are we put money on? Honestly, I feel like I would I would bet on myself. Let's go! I love that. I knew it was coming. Honestly, well, especially <laughs> if, especially if we're like taking out you know the the coaching pool and you know first team players. I felt like it was a good idea to take out the uh, coaching pool for sure because like and first team players for sure because like those are professional athletes or a lot of them former professional mm-hmm. athletes. Dude, yeah. if you're if you're looking for a good halftime show, I would kill to watch that. <laughs> Me too, dude. And there's like 30 front office members or something <laughs> yeah. now, so like you that guys got have some heat. So, so you're like, saying if I dressed up like the Freeze from from Atlanta Braves Let's games, go. Or something like that. All right. All right I would we'll even think about it. A week, dude, I would even yeah, I would even run and let you catch me, even though I probably wouldn't have to let you. You probably would just catch me, but I would fall on my ass because those are my favorite things. Everyone the freeze catches the guy. They're so funny. They're like, yeah, I'm winning. Oh, shit, he's actually there. <laughs> Dear listener, always bet on yourself. Right? And, and, always. And, uh, and viewer, because we're also viewer. on YouTube. Because we're also on YouTube. I actually pointed <laughs> Like, comment, subscribe. That, so. Yeah, he knows. Sam, well, look at the media <laughs> training. Yeah, Best dressed in the office. Best dress. Can't say yourself on this no, one. It, well, it would never be me anyway. Um, best dressed in the office. I gotta go. I gotta go with uh, Angel Neal, new new communications hire. Um, she's on the content team, but she keeps it. She keeps it pretty fresh. She has her her new thing is uh, t shirt Thursdays, and she usually wears like a nice blazer uh, with a or a sport coat with a a fresh t shirt underneath. You know, could be Scooby Doo, could be something love out this of the blue but uh love that. i gotta i gotta go with angel shout out angel front office growth do you happen to know the number of front office people there are right now i feel like it rises every single day but i think we are most recently at 25 so when you started here uh not including interns people that were like at paid jobs how many was it? like seven six I think it was right about at, at six but even then i'm not even 100 percent sure the people who were full time would really be considered like full time. Right. You know what I mean? So uh yeah, it six is a very generous estimate. When when you had those six people when you started, what building were you guys in? 
We, uh, when I arrived, we were in the Carter Street building. Yep. So I, I have visited the very first CFC office. Don't, I, I worked there. Jay worked at that oh, office. Nice, one nice. of my favorite uh, places. Yes. Shout out to uh, the Brock family. Yes, shout out to, shout out to the Brocks for sure. Um, so yeah, I have been to to that location. But when I started, I was at the Carter Street nice. um, Carter Street office, yep. which we moved out of in August, I believe, August into the new the new one on Market Street for some much needed space. What is the most misunderstood thing about selling tickets? Mm. It's I would say the most mis- the most misunderstood thing about selling tickets is the idea that you're just selling tickets. I mean, really, you know, when it comes to people making single game purchases, you know, that's really more of a function of marketing. So, you know, it's not like I'm calling up, you know, 100 people who bought one ticket to to one match trying to, you know, convince them to to come back or or, you know, buy a season ticket after one game or something. Um, a lot of that's more of kind of a function of, of marketing or the experience that they already had. Um, obviously, once you kind of identify certain buying patterns, then you'll know, okay, this person's a good lead for this or a good lead for that. But nice. um, it's, it's more so, you know, for our sales team about creating experiences. Um, so a big part of what we do is in the group realm um, doing doing a lot of group sales, really trying to make magical experiences for people, because uh, that's how you get a lot of new people that have never been to CFC matches. Um, you know, it, when you get into your single game purchasers, those are people that are already subscribed to club information, so they're already getting club emails and stuff like that. So, honestly, you don't want to you don't want to overstimulate those type of people that come every and, bo- once in and a get while. them to unsubscribe because yeah, you bothered and then them. They're like, okay. <laughs> this person's called me five times and I've get gotten six emails from the club or whatever. Like I wish I would have never bought that ticket and put my contact information down. So I would say it's more so that, you know, our job is to sell experiences and get new people to the stadium. So a big, a big part of that is just forming relationships. It really is a relationships type of business. Um, so, you know, every call, every connection that we make, um, is kind of with that in mind. So it, it's not as, as tedious as trying to sell, you know, every little single match ticket you can or anything like that. It's definitely a lot broader than most people think. Did you start directly, sorry, did you start directly in ticketing? Yeah. And well, did, actually, you, did you work directly under somebody immediately or? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good question. So right when I, right when I came here as an intern, I was actually like 50, 50, I was 50% on the ticket sales side and 50% on the corporate partnership side. So I came in and I was kind of helping uh, the person that was in that position with like partnership fulfillment type things. So, you know, if we had an agreement out there to do. Is that, is that, is that Katie or somebody or. Yeah. Yeah. It was Catherine Wilson. Yep. Yep. Catherine Wilson was the uh, director of corporate partnerships at that point. So I was working kind of 50% under her and uh, Case Miller was the previous manager of ticketing. And so I was kind of 50% on that team doing, you know, ticket sales related items. And continued, continued to crush it. So, Sam, before we get back to the, the fun ones, the food ones, I also want to give you a chance for – because there, there are a lot of people. I think our, our audience is probably pretty heavy, um, pretty pretty nerdy CFC people. Let's put it that way. Uh, so I would love for you to describe kind of season ticket packages, new features, and maybe things that we're going to um, expect to see this season, uh, maybe that we haven't seen. Or anyway, just kind of give us a rundown of what – ticketing and uh especially season tickets and whatever look like and whatever you want to share look like yeah, this season yeah no so we have a we have a bunch of things for this season particularly 
that we've kind of raised the bar on new offers and stuff like that, that I'm really excited about. Um, the number one thing that a lot of those people out there that are listening or watching, hell uh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out. We're on YouTube. Maybe, maybe already familiar with is the fact that we were able to do a pay in for program this year, which was the first time. So what does that look like? So it's a, essentially I'm just going to use broad numbers here. But sure. Like, so if you are buying a $200, package season ticket package um it's it's actually 198 for the men's and women's season in general admission um instead of paying for that full ticket up front we have an option to break it down into four payments so it was something that since i got here was it was a goal of mine to figure out exactly how that needs to work and you know what kind of platform we would need to do that um because it makes the ticket a lot more accessible you know totally even though you know thankfully CFC matches are able to be very affordable in general. Um, you know, I wanted to give an option that doesn't take a huge chunk of somebody's, you know, paycheck right right in one swoop. That's always the hard thing about buying packages, even that are value-driven, is that, you know, it requires an investment up front. So uh, doing the pay-and-for plan for all of our season ticket offers this year was uh, something I'm super excited about. But even just in terms of the actual options we have, we, we really kind of diversified our our options this year so we have a lot more um inventory now to sell so we offered a we're offering a super affordable package over in the grass berm so if you're somebody that just likes to be in the confines of the facility taking in the match you know having that game day atmosphere um you can get a, a berm ticket um, we offer youth and adult pricing over there uh, for, for super, super affordable. Hang out there and go to the uh, food truck. Yeah, go to the food truck. The kids can go and kick in, uh, kick around corner. in our inflatable soccer field at the kids' corner. Uh, you can hang out. we got little pub tables up there, too, if you want to stand up with a beverage um, and, and watch the match from that area. Um, but so offering some super price-conscious areas for the first time this year, like that grass berm, as well as... On the other end, premium. Uh, we're, we're offering all-inclusive food and beverage. Yeah, what does options. that look? I, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about. What does that mean? Like, what is that going to look like? Or do we? And what do we know? And what what might happen? Or maybe you don't have to speculate on what might happen, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, it's it's super excited, and you know, uh, our partners at Finley Stadium are doing really really cool things with the facility and some of the investments and upgrades that they're making to make this possible. So. If you've been to the previous stadium club, or you haven't, but you've been to the merch shop in the stadium, uh, basically there's a partition that's up, and the other half of that is an event space. <clears throat> Michelob Ultra is coming in and partnering with Finley Stadium to completely redo that whole area. It's going to have a little bit more of a sports bar vibe to it um, once once it's said and done. So they're going to have like a, a full TV wall in there. That's going yeah, it's really cool. It's going to be a, a, a TV wall that can either Let's be go. one massive screen or broken up into a bunch of different screens. Uh, it's going to have a cocktail bar, so you can actually get made-to-order cocktails from a professional bartender. All right. Um, and it's going to also have uh, Finley has is going to have an in-house chef, and they're going to be making a rotating menu for that room every every game. So we're really excited about it. So you can buy a midfield chairback seat with that food and beverage package like added into it where it's you know one price up front and then you have access to that ultra club every single game so you can go in grab uh all the non-alcoholic refreshments that you want 
um, all the food you want that's going to be set up kind of buffet style on a rotating menu, and then you will have access to that cocktail bar as well, you know, uh, so you can... It'll be a cash bar type of thing. Yeah, it will be a cash bar, and, and, you know, having access to that, it's really cool because that's the only place in the stadium you can have a a bartender make made-to-order drinks for you. Dude, that's awesome. I'm a huge uh, Preds fan, so I've been to the Lexus Lounge a bunch. I'm a huge Braves fan, so I've been to the Delta Club a bunch. It's kind of what that sort of reminds me of, like Mm -hmm. that feel where you buy the ticket and everything's all inclusive. Can you buy single tickets to that? So we're we're exploring that. It's yeah. definitely going to be an option. Yeah. We're just kind of yeah. right now while we're in the off season, we're trying to gauge. Yeah, you know, hold, there's a whole there's a completely different strategy behind yeah, all of yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah. but I am planning on offering it, being able to offer it at least from time to time. You know, certain matches and stuff like that as a single game ticket option and potentially as an add on for those who may have bought a season ticket already. Yeah. Uh, but you know they want to try that out for a couple games. Uh, we might have some upsell opportunities. It's awesome uh, to just tack on. You know for a smaller smaller amount to try it out and see if you like it that's awesome because you're going from one end of the spectrum which uh, if i tie this into like braves so you have that idea which is kind of the delta club kind of thing but then you were talking about the grass hill section that reminds me of standing room braves tickets yeah i probably go i go to i'd say probably 15 or plus like more games a season because i know i can get a ten dollar standing room ticket to go watch the Mets. I just have to get there early enough to go watch us beat the Mets. I just have to get there early enough. Yeah. And like, and so I do it and I'm, but it's, I don't care about the seats. I'm there to like watch and like exactly. have the atmosphere. Like you were saying. Exactly. And have a couple beverages. Thing. Yeah. And that, that bridge is a gap. Cause like the other seats I would like to sit in at the Braves game, you know, I mean, midsummer, you can get some pretty good seats. Yeah. Businessman special. But as you get into the, I, I love midsummer games, no doubt. But like as you get into fall, that's when baseball really matters. And being able to know that I'm not about to break the bank and I can still be a fan and go to that event just to be there. I don't have to have the best seat. I just got to be in there. That's just like the other end of the spectrum, which I love that yeah. that concept. Especially oh. when we're trying to, you know, reach new audiences and get new people to CFC games. Are you going to be more apt to, you know, buy a $10 ticket? Yeah. Try it out for the first time? Yeah. Or, you know... The new all-inclusive thing's great, but you know you're probably not going to spend an all you know money on an all-inclusive ticket for a product you've never experienced before. Yeah. Um. So you know, even just getting people's first introduction to CFC, um, we want it to be super, super affordable and just an option. We want an option for everybody. Yeah. So that's what that's, awesome. that's what we want. It's awesome. You got you got a range. Mm-hmm. What will what will those? Uh, do you know what the the single game, um, on the hill tickets cost? Yeah, so they're going to start at $10 for adults and $7 for youth, which is age five, uh, 4 to 12. Dude, but. love it. That's awesome. So how do how do things work now? I know in the uh, in the past, when I say in the past, like a long time ago tickets were $5. Jay and I remember those times. I'm not complaining. This is how it works. Um, inflation and being pro. How do the delay, not delays, how do the pre-purchases work? Because I know like if you purchase so long before a game, it's one price and then the price goes up on game day or maybe a few days. Like how does that work? So if people are planning their their trip to finley stadium maybe they are coming from out of town or or whatever how do they how do they want to pre-purchase how does that uh work yeah so we're looking at a couple different options in terms of how we're going to kind of dynamically do our pricing structure this year but you know if you're looking at an your advanced price is always going to be the best deal so you know if you're looking five days out or more um those are going to be the best prices that you can get i always recommend buying tickets online um at cfctix.com uh but you can call in directly and we can work out ways to you know do 
exchange you know tickets face to face if you like that kind of atmosphere or just in it over the phone uh but always recommend buying online ahead of time because that's going to get you your best price um there always is a a day of game increase and you know the closer it gets to the match there might be you know a little bit of an increase um on the ticket price but yeah i definitely recommend you know if you're if you're looking at a game you know that's coming up in the weekend and you you've already set your plans to be at finley stadium saturday night buy then and there you're yep. going to get the best price you're going to get the best deal and that's how everybody's tickets work by the way like tickets always go up on game, day of game to sporting yeah. events unless there's no demand right i have a, I have a, a unless a, no one wants to go then yeah. maybe they're maybe yeah, they're yeah. marking them down but <laughs> i have a question about a specific experience now there's the seating on the touchline mm-hmm. uh, yeah. download you guys still doing that and what was your overall like thought on how it went last season i did it one time it was awesome yeah for yeah. one of the women's games it was awesome it, it it is a blast it's it's in my opinion it's one of our coolest offerings and we are going to be doing a, a little bit of a a different version of it this year that's that was my next question was going to be nice yeah so so previously it's uh on the opposite touch line um which i i hope i'm not we might have to cut this part out i'm not sure but i hope okay. i'm not dropping Just the bomb here well um, wait 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 all right go okay um, we are going to be shooting matches from the north stands back towards our fans this year. Yep. Which is, you know, opposite of how we've done it in the past. Yeah. Because of that, that area will probably block a sight line or two, which we don't want to be on the main cameras on the feed if you're if you're streaming the match. Um, so because of that, we are going to have inline suites this year. So instead of one big open space, kind of like the the previous touchline um, was, we are going to have boxed tinted wall suites that are available for rental and uh, behind the goal. So um, cool. it'll be a touchline option. So, you know, groups can come in and get that out. We might have some special single game type of promotions and cool. stuff that we do in that area too. But uh, our biggest, biggest improvement for our on field seating for this year is we are going to have concert flooring down and we're going to be able to do food and beverage on top of, uh, on top of the turf. Hit so, that uh, applause button. Just real quick, because <laughs> the only the only downside, which it was still a phenomenal opportunity, and we got great feedback from that on-field seating. The only downside of having it over there is, you know, we couldn't have food directly on top of, of the turf because um, you know spills and damages and stuff like that. So this year, with the addition of the flooring that's going to be uh, put underneath those suites, we'll be able to do the full package down there, which is super exciting. It's awesome, man. It's awesome. I mean, so you're the first uh, person from the front office who's come on. This si- offseason. And since the announcement mm-hmm. of where we're headed, what, what league we're headed into, and there's going to be signs all around us of growth, and all of us are going to walk through what we are going to think is the normal game day experience, and we're all about to see these like vast improvements. And so you are just kind of the first person who's just kind of like spilling some of this over. So it's really cool to hear the like the overall mindset moving towards a more progressive and, and more, um, might I say, professional-looking um, setup. So it's awesome. It's, it's really cool. And to know about the the uh the improvements that uh finley stadium is making Mm -hmm. that's awesome i think the shooting experience from one side to the other shooting at the fans shooting video at the fans i should say because i realized that sounded weird (laughs) after i said it um you will be be safe you will be safe (laughs) and uh and then you sort of mentioned like you know some camera angles and stuff just fun as a as a um minor conspiracy theorist to let my brain run wild with different ideas so and we'll you know 
we'll cut things we'll hear, out if we have to, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whatever's we'll, allowed. We'll, we'll follow let, up with you before you we release. Yeah. Um, but what I'm going to move to some food questions. Some of okay. these will be rapid fire. Some of them we'll, we'll digress on. What do you think is your most controversial food take? And we, we can come back to this one if you don't have one, but like everyone has one. They just have to think about it for a minute. I don't like desserts. Whoa, dude. None at all? I mean, sometimes, but just generally speaking, I'm, I'm not a desserts guy. They don't do, they don't do much for me. I never feel good after I eat them. Let's I go. Just, that, that's my biggest controversial take. I, it's, I, I don't like desserts that much. I think they're overrated. If you're out on a date, does she get a, like, you're, are you guys engaged or just girlfriend and boyfriend? Uh, Sorry, girlfriend? don't, <laughs> spill, any, don't <laughs> spill any news like, here. podcast, dude. <laughs> we might have Savannah, to cut this out, too. Savannah, if you're watching. No. Uh, uh, yeah, we've been, <laughs> we've been together for, we've been together for five years. Uh, we are, we are. Uh, boyfriend and girlfriend but she just moved down to chattanooga yeah uh, which is a big step for us um and so you know that's been great too uh we've been living on the north shore for about six months now well maybe maybe even closer to seven so um everything's great there but i would say you know on a normal normal date yeah she she likes uh she likes sweet treats as she likes do you have a bite or like if if there's if they bring two spoons with the tiramisu yeah exactly yeah i mean i'll I'll take a bite or two for sure um but not a bite from a shovel but you're not like me where it's like hey can we get brownie and ice cream yeah one for me and then one for all of them because i'm not sharing mine (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so so yeah i'll uh but like for example like nine and a half times out of ten, if like she wants to go get some ice cream, like I'm just accompanying her to go get some ice cream, nice. and you know I'll b- buy her some ice cream. But like I'm just chilling. Hell yeah, I love B- this bottle of water. Are you a good cook? I'm going to say yes for myself, but no for other people because I make. I feel like the dishes that I, I make are just like are very much like college dishes, like just things that you kind of threw together, and you're like, wow, that really works. For example, my favorite of my my favorite meal that I cook myself is pizza rice. Go on. So, I mean, just imagine every topping that you would put on pizza normally, except for there's no crust involved whatsoever, and it's just in a bowl of white rice. I'm actually getting hungry yeah. based so on that. Got, that, that got, sounds pretty good. Pizza sauce, melted cheese. You know, I'm, I'm I like pepperoni. Gr- gr- yeah, some pepperoni pieces, like green olives, maybe a little bit of garlic in there, and some mushrooms, all in a bowl of white rice that you've mixed up. Oh, wow, I'm Jason thought about that. Jason, have some vitamins and go make that at home. <laughs> vitamins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. So pizza rice, dude. That's hilarious. That's two words I've never heard combined yeah. ever. So in so, my life. So if that helps paint the picture, I feel like I'm very resourceful. Cook. Nice, heck yeah! I've made some cool dishes, but like, I'm not so sure I would invite, <laughs> you know, someone I, have a dinner party so you can have some of my pizza rice. Like, I'm confident you'll I like don't know. it. It sounds like, like Breezy might be on his way. If oh, I might be coming over and uh, <laughs> demanding. He's no longer a bachelor, so I probably can't just like show up at his door banging on the door. But yeah. uh, uh, just short of that, dude, you making pizza rice? I'm gonna text him on the way over. Hey man, I'm coming to your house. Where do you live again? <laughs> make a awesome. pizza rice. I actually, I, I owe Mary. Some some pizza rice. I was talking to, about her to pizza rice a while ago. I said the next batch that I I whip up, I'm gonna I'm gonna give her nice. a sample. So I love it. I would like to add myself to that list. Uh, if if you have extra, if you have extra, okay. do you have a favorite pregame meal? Could have been when you played, or it could be now, like the start of CFC game day. You know, favorites. So spaghettios. Uh, I thought you were gonna say pizza rice. 
Uh, SpaghettiOs. Let's go. Okay. Yep. SpaghettiOs. I would. Why? I, I would usually, and, and you know, I guess this goes back to me saying I didn't really have a ritual. It wasn't a ritual so much as so that, you know, you're looking at a, a game kicking off. Uh, and this is playing days, like back sure. in high school. So, you know, school ends around 3, 3.30. And then, you know, you play at 5.30. So you really don't have a lot of turnaround time before it's time to, like, warm up and then, you know, get ready for the match and stuff like that. Um, so SpaghettiOs were my go-to because they were quick. They're not too filling. But, you know, um, it's pasta at the end of the day, right? Allegedly Carbs, carbs to burn. Just, just in O shaped variety um, <laughs> and so i would say yeah spaghettios i ate a lot of spaghettios before matches so instead of a cliff bar eat spaghettios hell yeah i'm gonna do this yeah i'm gonna do this before a game and if it works if i play well 100 percent of the time oh man it works every time favorite post game meal celebratory could be after a cfc win could have been back in high school when you're playing like do you have any post-game meals that are your favorite i, w- I would say the closest thing to a post-game meal is, is you know fast forward to now to cfc days not after a high school game uh would be a, a chattahooligan kolsch let's go let's go if this wasn't during the work day i would have had one for you to to potentially drink on for this uh for this um seltzer versus beer i actually exclusively drink beer in my my adult beverage categories, nice. I don't drink any liquor. I don't do seltzers, wine, anything. I just drink beer. What's your go-to beer? It's a so it depends, really. You know, are we talking like if if you just go to your average gas station, like what you can pick up pretty much anywhere, like a favorite domestic, or let's just do that. Like let's favorite. go domestic because yeah. dinner can get weird. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm a weird drink person. So when I gotta, I'm eating Budweiser. In a can or a bottle? Uh, no preference. Bud heavy. Yeah. I'm, bud, a bu- I'm a bud heavy guy as well. I would say. He used to drive a truck with the bud heavy sign. Yeah, on I did. It. That's how big of a. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. And so, I, not by, not by choice. That was, was work. That was work, yeah. But I, I would by choice, to be clear. I just don't have the money for a Budweiser branded truck. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. So, in terms of <clears throat> something you can get anywhere, I would say Budweiser for sure. Um, back, back in college, um, we could get this beer called Ham's. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we would get we would drink a lot of hams. It was a uh, eleven ninety nine for a thirty pack. Yep, I've just had down hams. the street. I've had hams before. Um, so that that was also a popular choice. To. But uh, moving down to Chattanooga, that's not something that's in market. Um, it was, and ha- they didn't sell. So they it, it, moved it. I got you know what else I got there was ham, or in that area was uh, hams, and I also drank beer thirty. Yeah. Did you ever have any yeah. of that? Yeah. Beer 30? What's, what's it was beer like 30? There's like, like a shitty light beer that just like... I mean, like all most beers are shitty light beers. I'm not talking shit. Like, yeah. There's like a shitty light beer, like whatever. Yeah. Which just, is my favorite now as I'm like getting a, older. If if Bud, Bud Light and Natty had like a meth child. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, one of those... <laughs> like Montucky, you mean? Uh, like you can taste the can a little bit every time. Oh, yeah. Every, every time you're taking a sip. Dude, well, what's funny is... is uh, Let's go. I drink weird beers too, but my... Uh, just as a side note, my favorite go-to beer is a Michelob ultra so michelob is doing the thing that and that makes me excited that is yeah michelob. guess yeah. who's getting a call next week about upgrading the sweet tickets <laughs> <laughs> um okay funny. now we're getting to some controversial ones pancakes or waffles waffles hot only. waffles only favorite type of fries and i'll give you some examples curly fries waffle fries crinkle cut shoestring other and you can be as specific as you want i guess i guess i'll go with curly fries although i can't i feel kind of 
like a poser saying that because I don't actually eat them very much. But like, I guess if I was given the full choice, I would say curly fries. Do you have a favorite place to get curly fries? I, uh, I do not. Do you have a favorite fast food fry? Man, you guys are hitting me with the hard. Oh yeah, I don't, now, this is I the part. This is the rapid fire. I, food. I don't, this is where we really get I don't to know you. do a ton of fast food in general. No desserts, no fast food. This guy's a God. He's living. He's legend. also nice. Like I man. gotta say, maybe raisin canes, which are that's I a guess great answer. Are, I guess actually. those are crinkle cut fries. Right? Yeah, I've are, never had raisin canes. Oh man, missing I've, out. I've heard that. I've heard that I, a lot. Uh, I will have it at some point. I'm a and like my whole family's like from. I probably said this earlier. My whole family's from the area near where Zaxby's was, like the original Zaxby's. Mm. I'm a big Zaxby's person, but I think Raisin Cane's takes it for me. That seasoning, I don't know why it's just different, a little bit better. And yeah, yeah, those sure. fries are great. Sweet potato fries versus regular fries. Regular fries, my guy. Uh, when dipping fries, will you dip them? And if you dip them, mayo, ketchup, or other. Only mustard, yellow mustard. I do. I do not do ketchup or mayo. No ranch at all, or on fries. I can, I could do ranch. I could do ranch, but my go-to is yellow mustard. Oh, at all. I don't do them at all. What about barbecue? I don't have anything against it, but I wouldn't choose that. I'm just getting to know you. Yeah, that's fine. How, <laughs> how about on a uh, on a hot dog? Do you put condiments? I would also go for yellow mustard just in, yellow mustard situation yeah do you put the mustard first and then the hot dog or the hot dog and then the mustard whoa i gotta say i gotta say hot dog first and then the mustard me too but some people told me that's like a you gotta know what you're dressing right? big thing yeah yeah i agree i agree you, uh, know, you know what's weird about breezing hot dogs right i don't think so he likes mayo on his hot dog yeah, I'll eat. So my preference. Turns out I have to leave right now. That is crazy. We are out of time. Thank Dude, interesting, man. It was good. Good to tell you, man. Yeah. Uh, so uh, first of all, do you have an ideal? I'll tell you my ideal one, but people have heard it. But like, uh, do you have an ideal t- type of hot dog bun or a type of hot dog? Like, I'm an all beef guy in a potato bun if I can have any choice, or I want the shittiest Walmart bun possible. Those are the two choices. I'm a pretzel guy. I like pretzel more. I'll probably, I'll just probably go with the standard. You know, like the Walmart crappy walmart uh bun like a bunny um, bread i do i do really enjoy I, I don't really have a preference on what what type of dog but i do really enjoy turkey dogs mm. turkey dogs are really good love this so i like mayo mustard and ketchup um i think the proper way to do it is just mustard i, I believe that is okay. the proper way to have a hot dog but my preference is with all three of them and i will sometimes do some hot dog terrorism well i will put just mayonnaise on it and take a picture and send it to people and then i will eat it uh, and people do not think that is funny, and I think it's hilarious and delicious. Yeah. So the way that the way that Breezy mapped the the three condiments on his hand there, it's like <laughs> reminding me of like some alternate version of like the Belgium flag that his hot dog looks like, yes. where they've replaced a color. <laughs> this like is it's correct. Just like a straight line of each. This is no correct. No mixing. And uh, meanwhile, Matt and I just go raw. All right, that's fair. Yeah, that's nothing. Cool. They want nothing on their hot dog. That's Matt's fine. like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna baste my hot dog with salt and pepper and olive oil. I said, like, what is wrong with you? I like how this is what I'm mad about. Uh, <laughs> what's the best fast? Food? I know you're not a fast food guy, but best fast food burger or favorite rather it doesn't have to be best. That's a hot topic in today's world. In my world, cookout. My guy. Interesting. My guy. Cookout sober or <laughs> or uh, inebriated? Yes, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. They sold it sober. <laughs> My guy. Um, favorite fast food joint if you need a cheat meal. You just need something greasy. 
Um, are you, is there any one, do you have any go-tos? For example, Coach Randy was Wendy's and he like, and he named out what he liked. Do you have a, a go-to if you're needing something? Yeah, yeah. So in all the driving I do on, on crunch time to get to Marshall games and, and, and back, right, I would right, say. Right. Um, so you, you got to have a few factors here go into to what I consider the right answer. Number one, it's got to be something that is available anywhere. So in terms of me just saying, that, hey, I like cookout burgers, or earlier I said I like raisin canes, um, those are not options that you run into very often. Right. You know, depending on what part of the country you're in. And um, so it's got to be something that is, you know, every 25 miles or so going to be accessible off okay. most interstates. So I'm going to go Taco Bell. Okay, love this. And... Dollar menu. You love this even more. Cheesy bean and rice burrito. That was that is still my go-to. Uh, by the way, if you want to jazz up a cheesy bean and rice burrito, these be half pound. I'm kind of sad they've cut them down from half pound, but tell them to add sour cream and grill it. Okay. The sour cream is like seventy five bucks, which takes it off the dollar menu. Seventy five um, bucks. Seventy five. Sorry, seventy five cents. Seventy five <laughs> cents. Seventy five cents. Sour cream. I <laughs> love sour cream. That's the sour cream truck. Came today? No, not yet. I'll Give me seventy-five dollars worth. <laughs> Dude, loaded, uh, loaded up in the back. Being in this area, have you had have you had Whataburger yet? I've had Whataburger before. Um, I'm, you're gonna get you're gonna get a chance to. Uh, apparently, we're getting some. Oh, you're gonna get. Oh, a, really? Oh, really? I didn't know that. You're, they're they're coming to Nashville, so like they're. Oh yeah, yeah no, well, th- you're gonna get a chance to get one as you go through Scottsboro, Alabama, on your way to Huntsville for the Blast. I've, I've been there. Battle. Oh, very cool. There's one there, cool. so I highly one. recommend. It's a good one. We stop. I, I go to con- I go to concerts at Huntsville in I, Huntsville. I think then, so. I think I I committed a cardinal sin the one and only time I went to Whataburger, and I, that chicken is because sandwich? I got a chicken sandwich. That's because it's fire. It was good. Yeah. It was pretty good, but like, the I almost felt I kind of walked away from the experience, being like, "Man, what am I doing?" <laughs> we went to Whataburger and got a chicken sandwich. Uh, that's because you have good morals, man. That's exactly right. <laughs> what do you? F- how do you feel about pizza and pineapple on pizza in particular? Yes, this is an important question. I like pizza. Pizza's great. Love favorite favorite variation Go. of pizza: deep dish Chicago deep dish pizza. Okay, um, but you know. As far as pineapple and pizza goes, I can't say that that I do it. I, I don't participate, but I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pizza shame any He's listeners just out there. The nicest guy. You can put yeah. whatever you want on your pizza. You can put dessert on your pizza if you want to. I would never. But shout out Cece's. Shout out. I was gonna say if you're a true Nashvilleian, shout out Mr. Gaddy's. Used to have, they used to have the chocolate dessert pizza. Mm, okay, so 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 you wouldn't put us down for putting pineapple no, on a pizza. No. So Matt can go, go crazy. So Matt can go fuck off. Yes, exactly, hundred <laughs> percent. Is is Matt pizza gatekeeping? Yes, very I much so. He, I think he is. Yeah, that's crazy. And he will. I he would, will. I would never do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If if you get a steak, how do you ask for it cooked? This could I, be controversial. Uh, I guess um, you know. You could serve me steak anyway, and I'm not going to bat an eye at it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat it. But um, I, I guess what would uh, medium? I guess medium. Okay, that's, I that's all right. I, I want it. To, I want there to be some pink in there. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be. But you don't. You don't want it to still be mooing. I mean, I wouldn't care if it was. I, I'm very not picky when it comes to stuff like that. Sides when ordering a steak. You have any favorite sides like mashed potatoes, broccoli, that type of thing? I'd say uh, definitely mashed potatoes, and then. You know, maybe green beans or, or broccoli or something. If you have it, the head. Um, they you can go to Main Street Meats and get a just flawless steak. And I they, got, I've got to do that. I've never, I've had a burger that I've never had the dude, steak. And you can get mashed potatoes, and they are supreme. But they have a hot 
uh, potato salad that will literally knock your socks off. It's fabulous. Wow. All right, last one for me, and then we'll, we'll get you out of here and give Jay a chance if he's got one more. But should butter be kept on the counter or in the fridge? I'm going to say the fridge. I don't, I don't use a lot of butter, but I'm going to say the fridge. Okay. I feel like, um, I feel like I, I over, I feel like I overuse the fridge. Like I, I put most of my things in the fridge, whether it's supposed to Me go too, in the brother. fridge or not. Me too. But you do, so you probably use butter when you cook, but you don't like spread it on things. Do you? Correct. Right. Cause most yeah. people who feel the need to keep their butter out of the fridge are like trying to spread it on on bread. their bread. That, yeah. make, that makes sense. Yeah. Because so I'm, I'm a hybrid. Be more spreadable at room temperature. Yeah, I'm a hybrid. I have my bundle of sticks in the fridge. I do too. With, I have the same. With one out because, yeah, yeah, you know, it's not even for me. It's for Rachel. So, well, we are at the end of time. Jay, do you have anything pressing? Man. <laughs> listeners viewers thank you for listening thank you for watching we are on youtube subscribe do all the things we love you sam thank you for joining us thanks catch up with you soon thanks for having me peace